It's the most wonderful time of the year, Christmas. And what better way to get into the holiday spirit than with a Minky Couture blanket? Whether you're gathered around the tree with loved ones, roasting marshmallows by the fire, or just looking for a cozy way to stay warm on a chilly night, Minky blankets are the perfect addition to your Christmas festivities. With a wide range of festive designs and colors, you can find the perfect blanket to match your holiday decor or gift to your loved ones. So this Christmas, make your holiday even cozier with a Minky Couture blanket. Head to MinkyCouture.com now and find your perfect blanket, just in time for the holiday. Happy Holidays from Minky Couture. Right now at Safeway, get your skin winter ready with big savings on all your favorite skincare products. Shop for deals on items like Gillette Mach 3 Razors, Gillette Labs Razors and Blades, Venus Razors and Blades, and Native Shampoo, Conditioner, and Body Wash. Plus, shop the buy two, get one free baking event and save on items like selected varieties of handy foil and good cook pans. Offer expires December 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for full offer details. The home of TV news, interviews, and reviews. This is the Custard TV Live. It's the Custard TV podcast, the home of TV news, interviews, previews, and reviews. Has its very own podcast. I'm Luke, editor and runner, and slightly tired member um, of the podcast team. Joined as always by uh, my faithful Red Rose, Gary. Uh, thank you. Yes. And my box of hazelnuts, Matthew Donnelly. <laughs> box of hazelnuts. <laughs> okay. Um, so if you haven't heard the podcast before, we're going to hold your hand as we go through uh, a week in TV. We're going to preview what's coming and we're going to tell you what is going on in the news world of TV. And we will tell you what we are still watching on that there talking is, box. Is Gary going to serenade us at the end of the podcast? You have to no, you have to do a love song as it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. I'll try and do one, alright. Love is in the yeah. air or something. So, uh news, reviews and previews. Uh with a slight snotty tone because of the cold, <laughs> not because he's aggressive. Uh Gary's gonna walk us through the news. Well, the, the Voice UK, because we have to call it the Voice UK, because that's mandatory, is to get a new companion show on BBC Two, similar to uh, the Strictly Come Dancing spin-off, It Takes Two, I suppose. When the live shows start, it's going to be Monday oh, to Friday at 6.30 on BBC Two, and it's when the you know the live voice shows are on. I think, Matt and Luke, this means the voice is here to stay. I don't think uh, they would invest in it if they were going to... You know, they wouldn't do this if they aren't investing in this. I think it's a good idea because it's going to give viewers of the sh- of the main show a better idea of the characters of the finalists you- you're going to see more of the finalists preparing they're going to do like performances and stuff and i think it's all sort of working towards getting to know these people better because i think that's been one of the downfalls of right. the previous two series i would agree with that yeah, yeah. beyond the f- the opening show you very get very little of the people's background and where they're from you know their background backstory um itv are launching a couple of new television channels the first is Probably the worst name for a TV channel that I've ever heard. ITVB, spelled B-E. Um, is that I don't understand a it. new I don't lifestyle understand channel? What that or... means. It's, no, me neither. No, but it's like B ITV. I don't know. But basically, no. yeah, it's it's a new channel aimed at sort of. It's like ITV two <laughs> dumbed down. If you can oh my that. god. They are, that's just going that's to be just somebody home, with a rattle. Surely, of Towie. It's going to be exclusively oh. showing on ITVB, 
and other similar sort of uh, oh constructed reality programs. I can't believe somebody's sat down and gone, do you know what ITV2 needs? It needs to be less highbrow than it is now. The channel we that gives a... you Keith Lemon, Towie and something about Benidorm needs to be dumbed down. Yeah. Oh, yes. God, and uh, they've also announced ITV Encore, or as we know it, UK Gold. Um, um, yeah. ITV Encore actually is um, a pay channel. Like a Sky Box Office type thing, like an HBO type thing. If I read that correctly, I don't know if Luke can back me up so, on this. Uh, so they, yes. What will they be showing on Encore then? Well, it, it is a lot of, as you say, like UK Gold, you know, original old shows to begin with. But it said from 2015 they're going to be producing their new new content for the channel, which I think is interesting. And <laughs> I wonder if, if people are going to pay to watch drama. Yeah. On ITV, and if it's going to, you know, is it going to fail if it is on this pay channel and not I, sort of exposed I to? I remember the last time that ITV tried to make you pay for television, and that was the awful ITV Digital and the failure of, and the way in which they brought down the Championship football. So I've not got oh, a lot really? of hope for that one. Uh, BBC bosses have pledged to have no more all-male panel show lineups. Now I saw a bit about this. Seemed to be some complaint about the fact that these kind of like, have I got news for you? Eight, not eight out of ten cats. It's Mock the Week mainly. Mock I the read week. that the last series of Mock the Week had uh, five appearances by three separate women, and that was it throughout the whole series. Well, I'm going to be slightly controversial here and say, name me those really funny women then. Joe Brand and Sandy Toxvig, Victoria Corrin. Victoria Corrin. But the thing is, those people already do shows. Sandy Toxvig does the Radio 4 quiz just a minute. Mm. Uh, Joe Brand is on QI quite a bit and is obviously doing Splash. And Victoria Corrin has been on Have I Got that News? Face, obviously doing a... Splash. <laughs> I think the thing is that there's a lot of young female comedians that aren't getting the exposure that we don't know because, you oh, know, these... Uh, sort of panel shows that are exclusively focusing on new male talent. Um, I, I genuinely think that it doesn't matter whether you're male or female no, to no, me. No, it I just agree. matters whether you make an impact on these shows. Well, yeah, I, 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 I've never sat down and thought, there's no, no women on this, and I don't think I'd sit down and think there's no men the, on it. it. just The one I would disagree with you on that one is Mock the Week. I do find Mock the Week quite a laddie show. But I, that's why I like it. QI, have I got news for you? You know, I, I'm the same as you. I don't notice when there's, you know, maybe not a woman on the panel because they are just funny. But I, I do find Mot the Week a bit too macho at times. Uh, BBC's Axed uh, Paradise, uh, the shop drama on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock that ran for two series from 2012. That's gone. Are we sad? Are we surprised? I wasn't a massive fan of the Paradise. I, I do prefer Mr Selfridge. I think Mr Selfridge is a lot more faster paced i always found yeah. paradise quite slow although i am surprised in terms of the viewer because it did do quite well in yeah. that slot didn't it, it did, I, i'm it, surprised as well because they they spent a fortune getting coldplay to do that theme tune hmm, and true. then it never really went anywhere this is a very interesting one okay, twilight star taylor lautner is to start in the new series of cuckoo now that andy sandberg's had a hit on his hands with brooklyn 99 uh, now, he's not going to be playing Cuckoo. He um, is playing a new stranger who comes to look for Cuckoo. Yeah. Okay, fine, right, okay. Lewis, the uh, Inspector Moore spin-off uh, starring Kevin Watley, uh, is going to... What? That's fine. Yep, he's going to return at some point. 
I have to admit, with the with the new show Endeavour, which uh, obviously I'm a big fan of, I thought Lewis was done for. I thought they would sort of wind that down. Well, they but... did say that they were going to do, stop doing it, didn't they? Altogether, they yeah, did, they, they did. Yeah, they made a big a big statement about you know it's being the final one and. But what they're doing with it is very clever. They are making Lawrence Fox's character now an inspector. He's been promoted. Ah. Um, so, so, although it's called Lewis, do, it's... Are they Hathaway? doing what they did to Taggart after Taggart died? Yeah, you know, it's going to be... I imagine, but... I imagine the next series will be Hathaway rather than Lewis, yeah. but... Uh... I'm talking to Inspector Morse, another great show of the 80s, still open all hours, which um, had a return recently, is going to return for a new a full series, has been confirmed by, by Auntie so, Beeb. I'm going to steal the, a comment by somebody else. I'm not sure where I heard it. It might have been... In conversation, it might have been on the... T- I don't know where I heard it, but they made a very good point, which I'm now going to repeat. There is a big difference between an audience at Christmas mm. and an audience in the middle of October or September or whatever <laughs> time they're going to put this About three months, on. yeah. But I, I think there is. They've got massive audiences, not only on television, but on the iPlayer as well. But I mm. think a lot of that was curiosity, and I mm. think a lot of people would think that was quite a quite a silly return and we don't need a full series of it we said that about uh, birds of a feather like the first rating of that was that a curiosity thing but that's that's sort of maintained its audience hasn't it across the run so it'd be interesting and and you've got to think about sort of the comedies that get the big ratings on bbc one are your mrs brown's boys and your citizen cards and stuff like that and people yeah. do like this simple humor so yeah. That's why they like the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. Well, in that case, then uh, over to uh, the man in the north, uh, the the owner of the River Trent, Matt. All right. Quickly, uh, Line of Duty, which was the uh, one of the big releases of the past week, uh, we have recorded a <laughs> podcast all about Line of Duty, and it is yes. available on the website right now, and I'm assuming it's on iTunes also. This was a couple of weeks ago now because we just had episode three. Outnumbered returned for its fifth and final series. Uh, this was more sort of hijinks with the Brockman family, all very much older now. All the kids, um, Jake is 17 and Karen is looking a lot older than... May I uh, ask a question as someone who's not really watched Outnumbered to you two who have? Because there's mm. a crucial question. Is it still as funny now that they're not young children? I would say no, because they've changed the format. Um, it used yeah, to be that... Yeah, I would agree. The, yeah, um, that the kids didn't basically improvise the entire, you know, all the lines that um, Hugh Dennis yeah. and Claire, um, Claire Skinner had scripts, and they would just bounce off them. But now, obviously, being older and being, you know, acting for a few years, what they do now is that they... They don't learn the line still, but they give them a rundown of the scene. How, l- let them look at how it's been written. So they've got it's more structured than it was, if that makes sense. Because well, I, 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 I know that, that has watched it says it is unwatchable now. I have to say, the first episode I thought was a bit all over the place. I really enjoyed episode... Well, I don't really enjoy but I enjoyed it a lot more. I think of the three episodes that I've had so far. I, I would think, agree too. Yeah, I, I think that it... It's changed. I wouldn't say for the worst per se. I think um, they're telling different stories now that all the kids are older. And, you know, their perceptions of their parents are changing. And obviously, like, um, Ben has got very, very massive. And the last episode was about him sort of, 
you know, looking at girls and things like that. And I thought I thought there was some very good humour there between him and, and Jake when they were talking about women. And the interesting thing is, the interesting thing for me about it is I always watched it for the kids, as I think everybody did. The second episode, I haven't seen the third yet. The second one I, I saw with the swimming gala, which I really enjoyed, actually, mm. like yourself. Uh, I think Hugh Dennis and Claire Skinner are standing out more and more. Mm, to me I would agree. More so than the kids. I think, it, yeah, it rings true. And, I mean, I think the thing is now you're seeing how flawed the parents are. I mean, you've got Hugh Dennis's character is very much the sort of liberal character, isn't he? He's trying to point out everything that's wrong with the world. And Claire, Claire Skinner's the sort of harassed one, always worrying that she's not doing enough for her kids and sort of almost screwing them up in a way. But, no, I'm enjoying I, it. There's still... I would say I don't think I'm laughing out loud as much. Oh no, I. no, I agree with that. But, but I also think I don't know what I don't like what they've done with Karen particularly. I don't I like mean, how they've well they've sort of made her a more irritating character, haven't they? Mm, I, I know what I, you mean. But I mean, I have, I have watched ahead to the last episode. I've watched them. There are some sort of quite there's a quite sweet scene between him and Ben. He builds up to the. The final episode goes up to the Spartacus musical, which you do get to see oh. some of. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Well, I think it's nice to have it on. I think they're doing the right thing ending it, but I think it's... When it comes to family sitcoms, which is normally a, a phrase that makes me shudder, this is still mm. good, in my opinion. Two new... Um, or new sorry, returning DCI shows. One, one set in the present, one set in the past. We'll start with... DCI Banks, which I think um, I did watch, but I will I will go over to Gary as he did a, a nice little review on the website. Oh, thank you very much. Um, third full se- or third, third second full series, third part of the DCI Banks, still the based on the novels by Peter Robinson. Um, I, I think the good thing about this series that that I think they picked up on is they have gone for much more character progression. Yeah. And surprisingly, they've kind of started to make. Banks not the focus of the show. Um, yeah, I found that as well. When I watched yeah, that first episode. and I don't know whether that will change. I, I I haven't read this book. I spoke to my uncle who has read this book, and he does confirm that in later books, DCI Banks is more surrounded by a supporting cast, but it doesn't quite take the focus off in the same way that the TV show has. Um, but I think that, that, that you know the reintroduction of of, of, the, of the woman he fancies. Um, who and you must Matt... know the name of, having read the no, book. No, no. Annie. Annie, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm not your daddy. Uh, and the other one, who, uh, yeah. Helen. That'd be her, yeah. Um, thank you very much, Mrs. Uh, Martin. Mrs. Martin. Yeah. Martin. They're they're, they're, both, they're both very good, and they can actually carry this show a little bit if they want to take the focus off Banks. But this is they've shown the first of a two parts episode. Two episode. They've got two more two-parters to show. Yeah. Um, what, I, what I think they've done well here is, Hel- if you're a fan of the books, which a lot of people are, they do really well. Oh, yeah. Helen, Helen, as Stephen Tomkinson c- confirmed to me a few weeks back, Helen's not a part of the book, and they've cleverly no. integrated her no, they, into they the story. No, they brought her in because of Annie Cabot's pregnancy, or the Pre- woman's actress. In real life, yeah, and yeah. real life pregnancy. And of uh, course, and they I... brought that in. The pregnancy's not in the books either. I know that... Uh, Matt is probably going to mention this, but I wanted to to talk about the speed of the way DCI Banks moved. At mm. no point was I bored. At no point was I confused. I felt like I was along for the ride, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would, I would definitely agree that it is one of. The, it, I think pace is one of the things that sets it aside from certainly the next show we're going to talk about. Um, 
And and yeah, the performance, all three performances, I think were were very good. I mean, I I've only watched the first one. I am going to try and catch up and watch the concluding part of that um that first episode. And I even thought like Christine Bottomley they brought in to play the mum. She, she was brilliant. She was brilliant. She was, yeah. brilliant in I, this. I was a little bit wary in the first episode, but I think in the second episode she really began to shine. And so, yeah. I say Caroline Katz is is excellent in it as well and I think Caroline Katz is brilliant because she's completely unrecognisable from mm. the previous from the roles that she's known for in Doc yeah, Martin, Martin and things very, very versatile and, and the tension between the two characters is very good and mm. it's brewing it's not yeah, good I, I like how they no, it's, it's, of... that, that, that argument almost over who is the DCI with Banks is almost coming or the DS with mm. Banks is coming and I, I, I know t- well she's Helen is is a higher ranking officer is she not than um, no, I think they're the same. I think they're I the think same because they the brought same into because, a place. Yeah, I thought Hel- is Caroline Katz's character was brought in, but she's replace... a DI, isn't she? And no, he... I think I think they're she's both a DI. The, same. the other one's a DS. Mm. All right, I'm well, sure. they're vying for the same spot. Let's yeah. put it that. Way. Uh, and also, uh, I can confirm, having spoken to Stephen, that um, that um, this is going to be good when I remember it. Uh, is that but, uh, the next two episodes will see Banks' daughter appear and the series yes. will focus on the fact that all three of them are parents. So you've got Caroline Katz's character already struggling with a wayward son mm. and he's a, a new mother and Banks is reunited with a daughter he doesn't really know. Uh, so it's, it, they got what I thought was good about it, you said about character progression, was the fact that there was a, there was backstory that didn't feel like it overlapped too much on the crime story, but it was just there so well, that you felt you weren't barraged with crime all the time. I think well, what was I good like. was the first, the first episode, the first double header was about, you know, a, a missing child, you know, and you talk about the fact that both the female characters had children. Banks, obviously, you know, we know has a daughter and is coming back into the show. So it kind of hit that nerve, you know, particularly for, for, for Caroline Katz's character, children of a similar age. You know that, as you say, that they, they they wove that into the story, yet still managed to keep it well focused on the actual crime they were dealing with. Yeah, okay. brilliant. Conversely, I found George Gently, and I think probably the only person of the three of us who's watched this. No, I saw I, it. You did. I found yeah. it a real sort of drag to get through. I have to say. I mean, th- this was set about six months or so after the end of the last series, which saw both George Gently and. Uh, Bacchus, I believe his name is, uh, yeah. get um, shot in Durham Cathedral. They both survived, obviously. They, they were shot by Lewis. By Lewis? Yeah. Okay. Whiteley. In like, the showdown of the, <laughs> the TV detectives. Yeah, yeah they They're were. They were shot by... to the death now, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is sort of looked at how their relationship had changed. Gently was sort of back, you know boxing and things and he was back to full strength Bacchus was still suffering a little bit he had sort of you know mental issues following the I wish I wish they'd played on that more because I mm. really like if, if there's one thing I do like about George Gently it is Lee Ingleby who plays mm. I, uh, I, John Bacchus I really enjoyed, I thought he was the strongest thing he uh, they he, basically he handed his resignation in but Gently made him with this last case which was investigating the death of a someone who'd been arrested during a protest who died in police custody and they wanted to know, you know, what happened, basically. And it was all about perceptions of the police, you know, Bacchus trying to decide whether he wanted to stay on. I thought 
Just 90 minutes is far too long for this, I well, would say. I, 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 well, I think 90 minutes is too long, and I think... I do. I was watching it feel, thinking some of the scenes were too long. Mm, oh, some definitely, Some of them were, yeah, were just a bit too long. But I, I do like the chemistry between Martin Shaw and Lee Ingleby. I'd agree with Pop- that, and I also thought... Um, girl from heaven who's yeah who's now a regular character in it Uh, lisa mcgrillis yeah she's gonna come back for the rest of the series she was very good in it i thought um Um, as this sort of idealistic wpc um who's in i know it's i know it's a weird time period but i think an hour and 10 minutes would suit this yeah i agree i i i think a lot of the problems with the tv shows is that they're set into this sort of rigid you know, 30 minutes or, or 60 or 90, really, certainly on BBC. Um, there is a lot of humour in this as well, which I enjoyed. As well. and yeah, I do, but as I get older, I don't know, what, do you enjoy the nostalgia element of this, or is it not No, it's not for me, this one. I, I, yeah. I struggled with it, I have to say. I, I yeah. might give this a go. I mean, I, I liked Ian Ingleby when he was in White Heat, um, yeah. that was on BBC. <laughs> so close, so close. Was it but close? Lee. Lee. <laughs> White Heat. Lee no, Ingleby. Lee... What did I say? Yeah, yeah. No, you just said Ian Link- Ingleby. All oh, right. His middle name's Ian, I imagine. <laughs> Not... right. But he and has a look of him. He looks like he should be acting in this time period. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't he? No, I, mean, I, I, I agree. I just think the story maybe isn't strong. The the supporting story, the characters are strong. The the yeah. acting is strong, but the stories, I think, let it down. Um. He... Moving on, uh, more, pl- more police drama now. A very sort of... Did either of you watch this one? Sort yeah, of? I did, yeah. I did, Luke... I have to be honest. I didn't, I have to be honest. I I, think, right, it... this basically, just a quick rundown. This is Channel 5's first homegrown drama in a fair few years. Starred uh, Faye Ripley of Cold Feet and Damien Maloney of Being Human. And basically it was a sort of stripped down... Oh, Matt, you robbed us of what Gary might have called them by giving them their proper names. I knew who they Ripley, believe it or not, was. But the other one would have escaped me. Okay. Um, (laughs) Basically, it was a stripped down sort of police drama. It was all... It's sort of semi-improvised. The the cast were just given sort of scene breakdowns and advised what sort of professional dialogue to use. This first... Uh, story was quite harrowing. It's about the um, abduction of a two-year-old girl. I personally found this very uh, technically sound. I really enjoyed the sort of documentary style of it, the oh, um, the improvisedness. But at the same time, the thing that affected me from enjoying it was the fact that we did not know anything about the three police no. characters. We do yeah. nothing about them other than you know they did. Their jobs and they smoked. Also, uh, also, the, this wasn't a revolutionary thing. I remember a few years ago, ITV Daytime at about four o'clock had a series on called Crime Stories mm, that uh, yeah. was reenactment. I mean, terrible I, acting, not to the to, standard of. Fa- yeah, to me. I, I thought this was very much like Law and Order, um, which I know uh, probably put very... off for good. No, because it was say... very, very linear. It was. Mm. Go here, find this. Right, we found this. Go interview this person. And now I didn't know about the, the, the improvised parts, but now I know about that. It kind of makes a bit of sense because the dialogue felt quite clunky mm. and quite conversational. But whereas I did like... Sorry, go not not scripted and written. Which though, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that Matt said that because I was beginning to think, gosh, 
I mean, I might give it another go next week, but I have to say I was a little bit bored. I did like the filming style of it, though. I thought the... Um, I could have given or taken that. The idea the, that you were kind of looking like in on them. You, had, you, you saw them sort of through... You were watching the cameras it's in the interview room. I liked the little... Yeah. I liked the camera angles. I liked all that, and I thought that was a bit different. And that's it. It did feel, as Luke said, it did have a daytime feel about it if it wasn't... Yeah. For the, for Good on Channel 5 for doing this, but yeah. I feel... Yeah, you're right. But it's, the, the, it's the lack of character, because, I mean, even, even on, like, you know, like... Uh, it's going for sort of a fly-on-the-wall documentary feel, but even on those sort of shows, you learn things about the lead characters. You well, need to an... invest in these characters, and I think that's what Suspects fails to I grasp. Need to correct... I need to correct, Matt. This is not Channel 5's first homegrown detective drama. I didn't say uh, that. They, you said that. They had previously had crime prevention unit. No, no, no. What I said... <laughs> At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Right now at Safeway, save on all your favorite home scents and cleaning products for a fresh, clean home. Shop for deals on items like Glade candles and plugins, Febreze air fresheners, Clorox cleaners, Swiffer wet cloths, or Scotch-Brite sponges. Plus, deck the halls and shop for deals on items like mini light sets, holiday wrapping paper, holiday candles, and holiday cards. Offer expires December 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for full offer details their first homegrown drama for a number of years. And oh, OK. I'll let you off then. <laughs> and, and Gary, I have to correct you because it was called Murder Prevention. Whatever. That's, <laughs> correcting me is something you do every episode. Correcting that is rare. <laughs> OK. Anyway, moving on now. Uh, yet another crime cop. I know. There's thing. so many of them, aren't there? Uh, Babylon, not a David Gray retrospective. Oh, but I was going to sing that at the end. Oh, oh, you have to do Boney M now and the rivers of Babylon. Uh, and, and, and shake my head like David Gray used to. You could do this year's love. I could do, uh, yeah. Uh, so basically, rent. this was um, the new. Could you call it a comedy drama? I'm not sure. It's, that's it's how a, they were billing it. Yeah, but I that's what, to see the jokes. The, the trailers suggested to us that this was going to be sort of like a thick of it type thing. Sam Bain and Jesse Armstrong of Peep Show and Fresh Meat, who also worked on the thick of it film in The Loop. Uh, it was <coughs> all based around the police department and their hiring of a new PR guru. And it looked at different areas of how like the media and the police sort of combine. So, for example, there was scenes with a camera crew following a group of police officers who were involved in sort of out control. There was the main story focused around like a, um, a, a gunman going around uh, various places in West London. And uh, I, I have to be honest, I know you're going to give your opinion. I really didn't like this. Mm, I, I I agree with Luke. And I, I would like say it. what I what I would say to be fair, I just think there was 
an imbalance in tone and it didn't really know what it wanted to be. It didn't know. It was reading an interview with with Sam and Jesse. Um, I would say that this um, was they they wanted it to be a comedy, but then Channel Four have put it more in the dramatic end and it and um, yeah. I also it, felt the language was rather bad. There was an awful lot of swearing. A bit, it, it, yeah. Like, I mean, there was the, the odd good line, but I mean, what I what I would say is that they they said it's a drama with comedic elements. The trailers seem to suggest that they were going for, you know, a comedy sort of a yeah. knock about, sort of a knockabout comedy as well. Uh, I thought, like like I said with suspects, though, I think because this was Danny Boyle directing it, it at least looked. <laughs> Really good, I think. That was one of the things that that. Um, that but nobody I cared about, nobody I liked. No, no, I'd agree that I I completely agree with you. The characters again, not fleshed out enough. Little bits here and there. Yeah. But this is returning for a full series, isn't it? Like, yeah, I know, the, 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 but not for a while. Because I must admit, I was surprised that the first episode was on, and then I was looking in the Radio Times for the second episode, and it wasn't showing. So. Mm. It's uh, be basically, what I think they should do is go back to the drawing board and see what people liked about this and decide what they want this to be, because I think that was the main issue for me. I struggled to, you know, grasp onto it. And there were so many things going on. There were so many characters. It just it, it just felt a bit muddled, really, at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, moving on to something a bit different now... Um, Inside Number Nine, which is a new anthology series from uh, uh, Luke's friend, Rhys Shearsmith, and uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Steve Pemp, hello, Steve? <laughs> of uh, uh, originally The League of Gentlemen, later Psychoville. Uh, this basically, it's sort of, I suppose you could um, compare it just in terms of its structure to Black Mirror, in terms yeah. of different story every week. Or um, the the Twilight, it was being compared Twilight to things like the, the Tales of the Unexpected and things like that. Uh, the first episode, which I rather enjoyed, saw uh, a sort of uh, really impressive cast, I thought, for a 30-minute oh, yeah. comedy drama. Anne Reed, Timothy West, Catherine Parkinson, um, Julian Wright, Anna Chancellor. I'm sure there were more in there, but those are the ones that stick out to me and basically it was them playing a game of sardines and a lot of it was set in a wardrobe which I thought was fantastic sort of storytelling because I, had... I didn't know what sardines was mm. I have to be honest Fish. Well, is, that a, is that a common thing yeah it's a game it's a it's a, a parlor game I think it's a sort of old fa- you were getting the impression that this was sort of an old-fashioned family based on you know what you learned near it's the like end. a kind of like a sort of version of hide and seek really isn't it it's sort of a, and each one is obviously people who've watched that, and I'm a big fan of, of League of Gentlemen and, and Psychoville, and people who watch their sort of show, Shearsmith and Pemberton shows, know that, that, you know, they've got that macabre edge to them and, and the ending of the first episode. And the second episode as well, after, which was on uh, the other night. Just was, Wednesday night after, um, after Line of Tuesday. Yeah, it was brilliantly yeah. done. The silent... I don't know. Did you did you see this one? The no. one? I have to, what's what I like about this, and I wasn't a huge. <coughs> I was a huge fan of the cast of the first episode, but not a huge fan of the idea. But what I like about the 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 way that the BBC have allowed them to do it as an anthology is you can go back 
the following week and find that you might be sucked in mm. more by Can that you story. Watch it's, the second one? I haven't. It's on my thing. I will watch it I immediately. Think you following should, I this. mean, this is really well choreographed. It was all done. There was no dialogue at all, and it was. Are basically... you joking? No. It was a we whole. Try a podcast like that. Like a side. <laughs> was... Sorry. We should try a podcast like that. Yeah. No, I don't think that would work well on this medium, let's just put it like that. Oh, we did not. Still okay. get lots of downloads. Again, I mean, the cast was good. I mean, they had Dennis Lawson and uh, Una Chaplin, whose grandfather is Gary... Charlie. Charlie Chaplin. So, obviously, the silent film lineage there sort of lending itself well to the to the overall story. Now, I, and I think, That's... to me, this is a really good and really interesting way to do it and and it's already been uh commissioned for a second series so yeah and again yeah. i think it's nice to have uh, to use that phrase again an anthology series where it doesn't matter if you've not hmm. seen the previous one it doesn't matter if you didn't find the previous one funny there might be something in the next one that you really gravitate to it's and rather... and there's other big names to come in the series Gemma Arterton's in one and um Oh, what's her name now? Tasman Greg as well is in. in oh, I love I love a bit of Tasman Greg. Is, yeah. is it Bodger or Badger that's in one of them as well? <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> more, moving on. More sort of traditional comedy. I don't know if either of you saw this. The yes, I rock. did. Very, very good spoof comedy. You would call a spoof this. comedy, sort of part rock profile, part fast show. This had yeah. um, Simon Day and um, was it Reese Thomas the? Yes. Uh, who's sort of of Bellamy's people fame. This was a behind-the-scenes look at the history of rock with um, Simon Day's Brian Pern, sort of a, would you say Peter Gabriel? Was his yeah, definitely. Of... Yeah, the whole thing is, is a Mickey take of Peter Gabriel mm, and Genesis. Yeah, especially the sort of, was it Sledgehammer video, the first musician to yeah, use plastic yeah. scene in a music well, they're, video. They're going to go on to that, I think, <laughs> in later episodes, but... This was a uh, real pastiche of a lot of good stuff. This is the stuff. first time we've mentioned Plasticine on the podcast, and with the success of the Lego movie, I really think we should mention Plasticine more often. Okay. Just, Ooh, a, uh, just a thought. Should we but mention yeah, I mean, every sorry, week? Sorry, Gary. Go on. No, I, I, I really enjoyed The Life of Rock. I think it was shortened to the point. Mm. Had this been an hour, I think it could have dragged. But I yeah, think it's yeah, three half def- hours, isn't it? Yeah, and definitely reminiscent of rock profiles. Mm. You know, there's a lot of the, that. The um, point that we've got Matt Lucas in this playing a sort of weird record producer, isn't he? Like a um, mixer. Yeah. Well, again, if you've ever watched any of the sort of BBC Four programs about music where they do classic albums and things mm. like that. They'll have one of those huge mixing desks, and some guy says, "Oh, then we added somebody's yeah. thing." No, you know, and did an egg. I like yeah, it. is that that is a huge mix take? I, that. I did also. I thought Nigel Havers was rather good in this. Uh, Nigel Havers, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of his old bandmates with. Oh, with... of course, yes. Because yeah. he's got a beard. <laughs> okay. I, that's, that's all what, it what, takes what, to throw Gary. Got, that's all it well, takes. Life of Rock with Brian Purge, it's three parts. Now, next week's, I think, is on Thursday. They're doing something weird where it's like Monday, Thursday, then Monday again or something. Uh, Why do they muck about with these things? Well, anyway. So maybe everyone else will. Now, I don't know if Luke watched this next one because I know he's sort of a fan of the... the I did watch this. ...the actor behind it. Um, Yeah. This was uh, Chris Lilly bringing back the um, private schoolgirl character Jamae King for a third series following her appearances in We Can Be Heroes and in Summer Heights High here. It was just all about Jamae and her life as sort of the queen bee at her private school and 
you know, her her, her home life. And I just found, I just... Do you know, let's, let's, all right, let's just see if we agree. I, I think I know what you're going to say. I found it incredibly noisy and loud. Yeah, oh. it was just annoying. Yeah, uh, and just annoying. I, yeah, I don't think there was much to be gained from the character. She was always a character who was a good sort of support in a show like Summer Heights High where you had characters of more substance like Jonah and like Mr. G and before that there was other characters in, in We Can Be Heroes that had seemed to have a lot more substance. This just doesn't have anything to it. This is just yeah. uh, reviving a character who was sort of a cult character but there's no, there just doesn't seem to be any sto- any sort of story to hold on to either. There doesn't seem to be like a narrative thread moving throughout the sitcom and I think Chris Lilly has just sort of taken the the easy book on this one although there is hope that he's doing a Jonah series as well which could which could be better couldn't it I mean that's the the character that I think a lot of us liked a lot more than Jermaine I I just couldn't get over how noisy and annoying this was and I I I know I like this Chris Lilly. Mm. I won't be sticking with this at all. It no, I I tried. To, I I did watch a little bit, of the, and I just think the joke that it's a is you know it's a middle aged man pretending to be a teenage girl. It's just wearing a little bit thin as well. Like the main joke, really. Um, and finally, I'd, um, the big reunion return. Did either of you watch this? No. No. Okay, <laughs> so it's just me then. Uh, it was you last series as well, so. <laughs> um, the last, I, I have to say, I really enjoyed the first series of The Big Reunion. It's sort of a guilty pleasure um, thing of mine. And I think certainly myself and Luke were sort of, you know, the target age of people who remember the groups the first time round. Oh, so yeah, no question about it. I'm not that flipping I, I know, Gary, you did as well. You don't, know the, neighbor, you, you don't know, remember the name of your own neighbour. Yeah. This is Matt Namara. thing is that... You know, me and Gary, me and Luke were quite young when the, gr- the groups first came around the first yeah. time around, whereas... Matt uh, was yeah. still in nappies when Eternal was big. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, basically, <laughs> the first the first series, I think, benefited from having groups that had a lot of memorable songs and had some, you know, interesting stories to tell and some quite larger-than-life characters. I think the cast for Series 2 has been very poor. The first episode... Hey had Girl Thing, who I believe released Ooh. two singles. Exactly. They were meant to be Simon Cowell's answer to the Spice Girls and bombed uh, magnificently after their first song oh. went to number eight. Now, what I will say is that the story of Girl Thing I found quite interesting, especially the fact that Pure and Simple was meant to be their third single and was in, instead, obviously, given to Hearsay. Um, but I do not want to see them perform at an arena show at the end. I mean, last oh, night's no. episode was stronger because it had, like, the bigger name of Eternal in it and their sort of rocky relationship that they never really sort of liked each other to begin with by the sounds of things. And at least Eternal have got, you know, some memorable songs. So, uh, once but, again, yeah, I, I'm, uh... I just think it's a weak cast and it's it's not actually you particularly want to follow. And the fact that they've done this constructed boy band with like Dane Bowers and Kavanagh and people like that all I remember was that Eternal were the opposite of um, uh, All Saints yeah yeah but yeah. All Saints there were three, three black ones in, in Eternal one white woman and then it was the other way around in in, in, uh, in All Saints the, the views of Gary do not uh... it's not a view it's factual All Saints came along after Eternal gone. They were sort of the next Eternal. Also, yeah, um, Eternal Part Two. Chronology, right there. 
Um, but yeah, no, it's just, I think the cast's weak, and it's a shame because it was a good series, but I just don't think they've got the... I mean, like S Club 7 and E17 were rumoured for this series, and I think they, they would have given it a bit more name value had they, you know, appeared on the show I as well. I would love to hear a bit of Hannah getting down on the floor and Bradley calling out for more. Okay, Gary. That is the first cultural... That is the first thing you've got right. Is that right? Or was it... I thought it was Tina's calling out for more. I can't remember. No, you're right. Uh, That annoys me that you're right. Gary's sitting at the end of the show. Indeed. Um, Very quickly, moving on to what we're still watching, as we mentioned earlier, that uh, we... Did you what you're still watching? Uh, Yes. Did you say that? Sorry, I didn't hear you because Luke was talking over the top of it. Uh, First of all, I'm still (laughs) watching... I'm still watching Uncle, which to me is the best comedy on television at the moment. Um, I'm absolutely loving it, so I will definitely be pushing for series two. I'm watching two programmes called The. One is The Voice and the other is The Taste. Uh, I started watching series nine of How I Met Your Mother. And I've also been watching a lot of Britain's uh, Great War series. The great series with Jeremy Paxman, which I think is fantastic. And the excellent Cousins at War two-part documentary, which was narrated by Tamsin Gregg. Is that about the the bed store? No. Cousins. Is Britain's Great War a sort of a good spin-off of Britain's Next Top Model? Yes. Jeremy Paxman highlights it well. And at the end of every episode, a country has to get taken off the show. Okay. That's how the war worked. Yeah. Um, I'm still watching... I will be still watching Line of Duty on BBC Two, which if you haven't seen, please watch. It is by far the best thing on telly. Uh, The Last Leg, which I think this year's big show so far. Uh, The Last Leg on uh, Channel 4, which I still think is hilarious and relevant and very funny and doesn't take itself overly seriously. I'll be sticking with DCI Banks and I will be sticking with Inside Number 9 as well. Okay, um, and... For me, uh, like The Voice, uh, Death in Paradise is still being watched sporadically, as is Birds you're, of a Feather. You're still watching is like the, the still watching of a 40-year-old woman. You do realise that. Call the midwife, Call Birds the of Feather. Well, <laughs> some of these, as you know, Luke, are for reviewing purposes. Nine, Marta. Marta. I am watching stuff like, you know, 8 out of 10, uh, uh, eight out of ten Cats Does Countdown and things like that. Yeah. Um, it's a mixture, really, of things... Uh, and and as you say, I'm going to be sticking with outnumbered. I'm still sticking with inside. Oh yeah, night. I'm still sticking that. As well. And actually, yet yeah, another thing that I haven't put down here is that I'm watching and enjoying the new series of The Good Wife as well on on Morphor. Oh. Mm. <laughs> and um, okay, I'm, I'm enjoy- I enjoy watching the ten o'clock news and Question Time. Yeah, you're um, you not sticking with Nashville, Gary, by the way. Oh yeah, no, I'm sticking with Nashville as well. Yeah, good point. I didn't put that down. Good point, Gary. Good point. point, Uh, Previews, then. Um, Sunday, the Musketeers isn't on, but the BAFTAs is. The BAFTA Film Awards on BBC One. That's at 9 o'clock. Monday is a big night for telly. Um, You know I'm watching D-Side Banks, but I'm also going to be watching Moonboy at 9 on Sky One. I've actually seen the first episode. Uh, Actually seen the first episode uh, being a Sky customer. I saw it on demand yesterday. Loved it. It's like it's never been away. It whizzes by. It's brilliant. It's really funny, really charming. And what I like about it is uh, the uh, the boy who plays um, Martin Moon, whose name escapes me completely. David Rule. Um, that's him. That's the fella. Uh, he doesn't seem to have grown up so dramatically that it's not, you know, 
It's not still, the Alphabet uh, Kids. Yeah, there's still and, and there's still a whole lot of charm there, and it's really well, didn't funny. They filmed this quite a while ago, didn't they? Mm. They've had it ready for a while. I'm not sure what the hold up is, yeah. but yeah, maybe, it maybe is... that helped. You know, filming it sort of, you know, quite a while ago kept him young. It is brilliant. Moonboy series two, nine o'clock Monday. Uh, Ten o'clock on Monday sees the return of eight out of ten cats, and on Friday they're returning as well for another countdown special. Uh, is eight of ten cat out of ten cats still a relevant panel show? No, it's I just what Channel Four. Pl- it's what Channel Four throw out. Yeah, yeah, I don't I mean, watch the countdown one. I quite enjoy. So do one. I. So do I. I really enjoy the countdown ones. I have. I watch an eight out of ten cats if it's on and I'm watching, and I've not yeah, got anything I, else. I, I, but I it's not the sort of thing I seek out. Yeah. Uh, Monday night, big night for some of our favourite returning shows. Um, Mad, my Mad Fat Diary uh, is back on E4. I've got this and to I, watch. I've I, seen I, this. Have you? And. And I, I can confirm that it is, I think anyway, in my opinion, that it is as good as, as Series 1. I think they've kept the sort of, the mixture of comedic with the, you know, the mental health issues. And it builds up nicely throughout the episode. I think they've, they've done it just right. And I think... And, and, the, and the music, how good's the music? Cause that's yeah, it's just still good, yeah. Yeah, it's all good, there. Good. The nostalgic elements are still there. So it's a... Uh, it's an yeah, interesting. So Mo- yeah, it's still good, and Sharon Rooney as well is still excellent in it. So yeah, it's Monday night, big night. Monday um, night, um, it, and my fat diary. I think that is like, almost like perfect night. It is for me at least. Tuesday, you can relax. There's nothing on, in my opinion. A uh, great British <laughs> show and B returns at eight o'clock on B. If you like sewing, don't be you know. Yeah. Anti-sewing. I'm not. So- I'm not a sewist. Sorry. Or if and, you like uh, the- Claudia Winkleman, like I do. Yeah. Uh, the she British Wars is also on at 8 o'clock on ITV, though. That makes me feel old. On Wednesday. I think... Oh, sorry. On Wednesday. That makes me feel old because I think all the music on my, pet di- my Mad Fat Diary is still relevant. Thursday is The Smoke. It's a brand new eight-part drama from Sky. I've seen the first one of these. It's from Kudos, who made Spooks and recently made Broadchurch. It is good. Don't get me wrong. It is good does have a slight feeling of uh, London's Burning, which is undoubtedly what it's going to get compared to being a firefighter mm-hmm. drama. It's Jamie Bamber's over- in this one, isn't he? Yeah, it's not overly... Um, it is dramatic. I, I've got to give it a second go. It is dramatic, but it's not overly... You know, the problem is, is if you. you do this sort of thing, and this was the problem with London's Burning, you can't keep having the fire of the week. You've got to yeah, build exactly. the characters in, otherwise, you know, otherwise people will get very bored of just watching fire rescues. Don't get me wrong, Jamie Bamber and Jodie Whittaker together are fantastic, and the camaraderie uh, within the fire team is good. Whether I want to stick with this for eight episodes is another matter for me, but there you go. Uh, Friday, uh, I've seen this as well, and I this will never be on my what I'm still no, watching. No, this. I have had a little look at it myself. Uh, Edge of Heaven uh, with Blake Harrison, formerly of the Inbetweeners, and Camille Cowdery, who Matt and I loved in Him and Her. How and can Him and also, Her be gone? And she was also Billy Piper's mum in Doctor Who for Gary. I always oh, forget right. that. Always Thanks. forget that. Uh, Edge of Heaven is a comedy about an 80s themed B&B in... Help me out, Matt. Where is it supposed to be? I can't even remember. I don't know. That's say Brighton, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, Nine o'clock on Friday. It's just not that good. I mean, it's not offensive. You you know, you're going to watch it. It's just like not that good. That's really all I can say about it. Um, Mm. Nine o'clock Friday, ITV. Um, It's set in Margate. Oh, near near Brighton. 
well, Blake Harrison's Blake Harrison's recent success, or, or not success, but um, was that su- assisted suicide comedy? Which he did that again, other one as well. That one about um, it was on Paramount Comedy. Oh um, yes, God, what was that called? Big Bad comedy, World. Comedy Big Central. Bad World. Yeah, comedy Big Central, Bad World. Yeah. He does so, a yeah, lot. Of Harrison is is the sort of the member of the in betweeners who does a lot of forgettable comedy. You will watch this on Friday night if you want to, and on Saturday morning you will have no recollection it's of very, being very in front of the dated. Is a good yeah. way to describe it. So yeah, we'd love to hear what you're thinking. You can Twitter us. You can or Facebook generally us. Generally, or about TV. Or... Sorry, yeah, we'd love to know what you're thinking. He... We'd love to know what yeah what you're thinking. Don't, you know, don't you tweet us, not Twitter us. Tweet us at uh, our various Twitter handles, or you can Facebook us at facebook.com forward slash thecustardtv. Uh, give us a like on there. It's important to us that you do. Tweet me at LukeCustardTV. Tweet Matt at Matt's TV Bites. Tweet Gary at The Gary Show. And it is worth us saying that one of our favourite shows, uh, collectively, Silk, is officially, we've got a return date for mm. that now, Monday, yes. the 24th of February, and on Monday on the website, thecustardtv.com, I will have a special Silk preview with interviews with the cast, including mm. Neil Stook, uh, Rupert Penry-Jones, and newcomers as well. So you should look out oh. for that. Uh, and now, as it is, that time of love, oh, our own version Gary White, as we like to call him. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna serenade us as we say goodbye. Goodbye, Matt. Goodbye, Luke. Last Christmas, I gave <laughs> my heart, and the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.